Hello everybody and welcome back to the Catch Cape podcast. This week we are on episode four of season two and we are arriving into the magnificent archipelago of the Philippines and it's just a marvellous country uh, overall and if you love water you're gonna love the Philippines because it is you know like just thousands and thousands and thousands of islands amazing islands with coral reef structures and beautiful wildlife and quite interesting landscapes as well um so some of the landscapes i went to visit there were one was called chocolate hills a geological phenomena very very interesting so i'll talk a bit about that um another thing i did was snorkeling of course in the coral reefs and also visited an amazing island called Virgin Island where there are no inhabitants. So it's kind of like in the Philippines, you go from one island to the next and you kind of, you go to a big island, then you go to a smaller and then a smaller and then smaller. And there's just, it's just, you know, island heaven. There's just islands everywhere. Um, I'll also talk a bit about the bees. This week I have been harvesting honey, my very own honey, and I actually can't believe it. I just can't believe like, well, if you've been listening to the podcast for this long, like I got the bees, like I got bees six months ago and here I was like the last few days, last weekend, harvesting like my very own honey. Like I, I'm still like, did that, did this, is this happening? You know, it's just, it's amazing. It's phenomenal and it's like a dream come true. I can't believe it. Um, so uh, I do have uh, some supplies, but they are, it is limited, obviously, because honey doesn't just, you know, you can't just fabricate it out of nothing. It's a very, very, very tedious and long process to produce honey. And I really believe if everybody understood, like, I'm still like, I still can't fathom how it's even made. Like one jar, like the jars I have now, pound jars, it's like, at least two million flower trips and I'm like looking at the jar and I'm like this is insane like I my mind is blown like I'm like what you know like you must imagine like how every bee just goes out and taps the flower and just gets a little 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 I think it's 30 milligrams or something of nectar and brings it back to the hive and like the work that goes into it. I'm just like, what? And even in a spoon of honey, it takes 12 bees to make one spoon of honey. Like their whole lifetime, six weeks, and then they die. And like, that's literally, I'm just like, what? <laughs> so like every time I take a bit of honey, even if I take half teaspoon or something, I'm just like, wow, like it took so much work to even produce half a teaspoon. Like it, like it really needs to be respected for what it is and the work that goes into it. It's just, it's pure magic. Like I, I'm looking at the bees all day and I'm like, how are you even doing this? This is phenomenal. So as always, we must uh, be ethical and only take what's right and leave the bees with their supply so I've just taken enough for I suppose human consumption I've left them a good chunk of it as well and I'm just so delighted because it actually came from a swarm hive which only landed here in July and wow I'm just amazed and I'm loving the honey now 
and yeah so if anybody is interested in honey and you are a local um you can send me a message and i will let you know if i have some available um yeah it's really uh it's really special stuff and and so good that it's um you know it doesn't go off so i can just keep it which is great um yeah and and apparently like the they found honey like in the ancient egyptians from like hundreds and million years ago or something and the honey is still there intact perfect so it's magic pure magic anyway guys so uh just to start i would like to say thank you to the patrons as always who are supporting the podcast and i couldn't do this without you and i want you to know that your contribution is so valued and you're allowing me to do the work i do and you're also like well you're my little group of sponsors but like you're also sponsoring the hive work i'm doing and all of it like you know so thank you so much i really appreciate it and if you can help grow my message and support this work and get behind the scenes please consider joining as a patron on patreon.com slash catch kate thank you so much okay guys let's get going on the adventures so i basically flew to uh the airport of cebu in the Philippines and I then made my way down to an island called Bohol. Uh, yeah, I hope I pronounced that. B-O-H-O-L. And um, beyond this is another little island off it called Panglao. So that is literally the place where I was going to be staying. So I got a ferry from Cebu over to Bohol. Um, and I remember arriving in and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. There is like eight lanes of traffic and we're inside in the back of a tuk-tuk and we're all over the place there's traffic there's fumes there's noise it was just like crazy town um so yeah it was a bit chaotic and i did get a bit of like a um what's going on here oh my god this is chaos this is not peaceful but you know that's always the way when you get into big cities huh so i got the ferry out to bohol and then got a cab ride down to Panglao um, and it was quite a journey to get there but it is doable and Panglao is like oh, it's just a paradise so you have Alona beach which is a really really long stretch of sand and there's bars and there's massage kind of you can like it's just amazing like you can be on the beachfront and have your food and you know, go snorkeling and see the most amazing reef structures. And then like you can come in and you can have the most, like the best massage of your life. I remember I used to pay like, you know, a two hour massage and you just, and like it was only like five euros or 10 euros. And you're like, I'm getting this every day. Um, but just amazing. Like, oh, Asia is the best for massages. <laughs> Uh, it's so good um, so yeah so stayed in Panglao beautiful island and if you love snorkeling or the water it's definitely worth it so I did one day out on a full day snorkel so they took us out on like a speedboat um, out to a further island where there was beautiful reef structures and we got to snorkel and dive down and there was just these like sea turtles and it's just amazing you know and like these were my like really my first glimpses of turtles, so it was really special. And 
yeah, it was just beautiful. And, and what I couldn't get over was like, like they say the Filipinos, like they're the best seamen in the world. Like that's what they were telling me. And I really understood it after a while because they could like dive and then I'd I'd be with the guide like in the over the reef area and they would just like disappear and you'd be like where are they gone and they could be after diving down like 20 meters gone just gone holding their breath and they're just phenomenal like at at, at the sea and and they're more kind of these kind of guys that we were hanging with out at sea they they were more like sea creatures than you know land animals you know they were just amazing i couldn't believe it and they'd go down and they'd catch the fish with their bare hands and they'd they'd make up their own like kind of harpoons they were just super talented um so yes we got to see turtles reefs um loads of different coral beautiful coral and um then on our way back on the boat we uh we got to see a beautiful pot of dolphins amazing and they were like all next to the boat and just you know when you spent the whole day out in the sun and the sea and with all the marine species and you feel at one with everything and then you're on the way back thinking it can't get any better and then there's just dolphins everywhere <gasps> it's just magnificent amazing i love seeing dolphins and they're so playful and they're so intelligent. Um, and they're said to be one of the most conscious animals out there. Like they really have deep feelings and empathy and yeah, amazing. So that was our snorkeling trip. Um, then another day decided to go visit this island called Virgin Island. And you can look it up on Ecosia and see a picture of it. It is fascinating. Like it's basically looks like, um, what does it look like? Like a sandbar, almost like the shape of a tadpole of sand. Like you, you mightn't even think it's an island the way it looks. You're like, is that just sand? But it's incredible. It's amazing. Um, and like there's nothing or nobody who you know that's what it was called virgin island because it was a very holy place like there was a lot of church kind of um emblems there and, and different things i think it was from the catholic church maybe um hanging up in an old building there that that there was kind of a building built but just kind of one place really on it it was only one structure built quite unique really um and it was so funny because like you could book a tour for like you know, $50 or something like that. But I just did my research as usual. And there was actually like a boat going over to the church, like, you know, for people who wanted to go and pray. And you could just go with the locals, really. And you're paying like $1, you know. And I was like, well, I'll just go with the locals then, you know. I was just like, this is crazy, you know. And yeah, that's the best thing when you travel. You just ask the locals, you know. So that's what um, we did anyways. And um, yeah, it was just amazing. Like picture perfect paradise. I remember like standing out there with my sarong and throwing it up in the air and being like, this is amazing. All you could see was water, crystal clear for the whole horizon and just one strip of sand and one building. You're just like super remote, isolated and amazing. And then there's loads of like... Um, these kind of well there was a few kind of vendors then they were like cooking up urchins and squids and prawns and all that you know and the other kind of days then 
um, we got a bike, like a motorbike, and toured around the island and discovered all these like uninhabited kind of areas, like beaches that nobody would find that were like. I remember one beach, like climbed over some kind of a railing and there was like a policeman with like smoking a cigarette and I was like can we go down there <laughs> he's like yeah 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 so I went down there and um there's nobody down there like it was just like nothingness it was so beautiful and there was just like starfish all over the water and oh, it was just amazing and loads of coconuts floating in the water and I was like you know because when you really go remote and into natural environments and you feel sometimes you might feel like oh my god am I bored but you're not you're just actually tuning into what it really is to be alive and away from the chaos of the world we've built you know this this machine built world where where we're we're running ourselves 24 7 like it's crazy like but finding this beach and I was looking around and hours and hours and I was like wow you know, what do you do in life when all that chaos is gone? And I just remember looking at the coconuts being like, oh, I'm going to like go get the coconuts and, and play like a ball game with them. But sure, I tried to lift them up and they were full of water from being in the ocean for so long. And um, I was trying to throw them then and the locals were just laughing at me, you know. But um, it was really fun and, and just saw the most beautiful sunset you could imagine. Um... Yeah, so it really is a paradise for finding, like, just virgin beaches, like, nobody on them, no buildings, nothingness, because it's complete, it's all islands, you know, an archipelago. So then, um, oh, then I had the most disaster problem, because some places then who have, like, resorts, who have, like, spectacular beach, okay, they might actually own a section of the beach, and you would have to pay them. So there was one place, right, who had a, they had a, re- a really amazing reef structure and I we were like let's go there like you know so we decided to pay to go in and you would have to eat and have a drink or something and I got my snorkel gear on and went out and it was amazing like just all different colours of coral and yeah like just so beautiful and then <gasps> disaster struck my foot went right down on top of a car or on top of an urchin okay and the urchin obviously the defense mechanism is it leash it unleashes all its spikes so my whole foot was covered in these black spikes and like you can't get them out they're stuck in you um and they were stuck in me for such a long time like I had some coming out of me a couple of months after that's how deep the urchins like it goes into you it's crazy so I basically ended up limping for the rest of the trip (laughs) limpy Kate walking around I was like this is just not happening right now and then the locals were like we on your foot we and get you around and we on it I was like oh my god like how is that going to get the urchins thing out and then I remember going to the pharmacy and they were like vinegar oh it was just a disaster it was so painful and Oh, I was like being stabbed all over my foot like a thousand times, you know, because there was so many of them in my foot. Like all I could see was these black specks, you know. I was like, no. Um, But then after at the pharmacy, then like there was a young boy and he was like, 
oh, where are you staying? And I was like, oh, up the road. And he was on about doing the vinegar and doing the urine and all this stuff to get it out. And he's like, oh, I'd, I might come up and like chop your hair off and sell it. And I was like, oh my God, what? <laughs> so like, yeah, but he was only joking after. Like he was only having a little giggle at me, trying to make light of the situation. But I was like, don't tell me you're going to chop my hair off. <laughs> but yeah, in some cultures, I don't know if they're selling, if they're selling hair or something. But, you know, I think maybe blonde hair over there is a little less common. But he was trying to have a joke with me. I was like, this is not a joke. I can't walk. But, um, yeah, Limpy Kate continued the trip anyways. Uh, it was just a little bit harder to get around. But, and also, the another funny thing happened when I was out in that snorkel. I remember being out in snorkel and I was like, what is that? Like, there was this pink thing coming into the water. And I was like, What? Is that a, is that a pig? It was actually a pig. And the pig was like the size of, oh my God, it was so, it was like a metre and a half long. Huge like, and there was like three or four of them and they were going into the water for a swim. And I was just like in stitches. I just wanted to get a picture of it. I did in the end after running out of the water limping, but it was so funny like. But then the pigs were like trying to come up near the resort and the police had to come and the police were trying to back up the pigs and it was just so funny like I was like this is the best thing ever but obviously my foot was killing me but um, it was great entertainment at the same time so another thing um, we did was take the bike up to the island of uh, Bohol where there are a lot of other attractions however yeah like if you do want to explore yourself and do it more economy wise then it's definitely good getting a bike because you can just go on your own you can go as you please you can visit what you want but um yeah otherwise you know you might struggle for transport because you know these are more remote islands and maybe not as visited as maybe the other islands you know um near the capital where you would go out from there um but yeah so one of the places i visited was a butterfly sanctuary as always i'm always like where are the wildlife and they had like 300 species of butterfly and they were really really beautiful and yeah just phenomenal colors and beautiful and they had a lab in there as well where they were like you know studying a lot of the eggs and the development and all of that stuff so that was really good and it was all about conservation so I was really happy to pay to go in and the money go towards it you know and then we got to like see what the butterfly was eating they would actually sip on nectar as well but they were also eating like pieces of fruit um, that are left out for them and stuff like that um, so very important pollinators as well so we must always protect the butterflies um, and another place I visited, which, you know, I feel a slight sense of guilt that I did go there because at the time, you know, I was advised it was a conservation centre. But afterwards, then I was like, oh, I shouldn't have gone there. But it was um, the Tarsier Conservation Centre, right? You can look them up online and I would advise not to go there because the Tarsiers are actually nocturnal animals and when i went there it was in the daytime and they were all outside and their eyes were open so actually they're not meant to be like that and now i look back and i'm like oh you know i knew at the time post visit i was like something didn't seem right there like those 
animals should have been asleep, you know, they shouldn't be out and, you know, they call it a breeding centre and their natural habitats and all that, but they shouldn't have been out, you know, and they shouldn't have been photographed, you know, like imagine the lights. Well, maybe they did have a thing saying no lights on the camera, but still, like nocturnal animals should be nocturnal and that's it, you know. So I just want to make you aware of that and don't go visit there. Um, you know, because I feel bad about it and, you know, now I'm more aware. So, yeah, we can all become more aware of our actions, you know, that way. Um, so another place actually I visited was called Chocolate Hills. And these are incredible mounds of hills which are like a really unique geological formation. So you can look it up again online. Um, I just like, it was actually one of the reasons I wanted to go there. Like it might sound funny, but I'm just, I'm really into the geostructures of the planet. And I just thought these structures looked so amazing. I was like, how are these natural and just breathtakingly amazing? And they call them chocolate hills because basically they're usually covered in greenery. However, on the dry season, you know, they go brown so they ended up calling them chocolate hills but there are loads of stories from the past where you know there was like legends saying that there was these giants who you know shed their tears and they fell down and they were the teardrops of the the legend giants or some sort of thing like this um but there is around a thousand mounds and basically they're from weathering and one uh, one guy was saying that they were from they were marine uh limestone so they were actually from beneath the sea floor from many many years ago and now they're exposed to the you know to the sunlight but yeah that was uh one explanation that they were formed below the surface under seawater and then the limestone was exposed and weathered and yeah but it's so unique and you should definitely look it up and um it's just like you can like park your bike below and you can just walk up the steps like it's really tourist friendly and yeah although like if you go like i went at sunrise sunset sorry and you know it's kind of um busy it is busy sunrise sunset um and especially like there's a lot of steps as well there because you have to go up and down for viewpoints but definitely worth it and you know at the time as well I was limping so everything was a bit slower <laughs> I just remember myself now going up the steps so I could barely get off I was just jumping I was jumping up on one leg like an Egypt but um yeah so yeah the Philippines is amazing and if you are anyway marine inclined or love the ocean the philippines is the perfect spot they have like one of the third most precious uh coral reef systems in the world and yeah it's just phenomenal um yeah behind australia and indonesia uh, the philippines is next it should be really valued for what it is you know it's fantastic and there is um like a lot of work going on over there and there's a lot of conservation groups like you can type it online there's loads of um, conservation areas that you can support and give funding to and you can even volunteer with so if you're ever thinking about it it's a fantastic place and yeah and loads of diving centers as well like if you wanted to um, do scuba certs or any of that kind of stuff 
Um, there was one guy, all right, he was trying to, he was allowed, he was telling me go down like with this tank. It wasn't even a proper tank. So you do get that kind of funny stuff going on as well. But you know the certified centres and just uh, play it safe, you know. So I'm just going to take like a moment to talk a bit about the coral because it is the most precious ecosystem we have on this planet and it's below the surface of the ocean so many of us are completely unaware that it's even existing and it supports like just so much marine life you know it's the basis of the whole marine ecosystem and if that fails the whole system is is going to collapse and the bleaching that's happening year on year is just it's devastating like we've lost half of all coral reef structures um, due to our carbon emissions and it's just not fair like it's not fair what humans are doing to the rest of the planet like we share this planet and here we are fuming the whole place we keep digging we keep extracting we keep pumping, we keep fueling, we keep, it's like, it's like we're incessant, like we can't stop, we can't help ourselves, we're just addicted to destruction and it's so sad, you know, and I have to say it because, like, there's no more hiding behind the curtain, like, oh, I don't know what's going on, like, we need to wake up, um, people are in devastation and a lot of those islands I have visited there now as well over in you know, the Caribbean, all different places. Like, they're all suffering with... um, They now, like, their islands are no longer their homes. Like, the sea level is rising. Uh, The way the tilt on the moon is occurring right now, the sea level is going to rise even more. Like, it's devastating lives all over the planet, and we have to wake up. And I suppose, for me, having seen uh, the corners of the globe, like, I I know what it feels like, because I've... I've been with the people and I've seen them I've seen their tears I've seen them upset I've had them ask me like what should we do you know these people living on you know one dollar a day like what should they do what should they do like it's just like we need and like this is the whole purpose of my work right now like I have like there's never a day that I get up and I'm like I have nothing to do because I'm just so driven right now. (laughs) You have to take action. Like, you cannot be in despair. Like, I know what's happening, like, with the fires and all devastating things happening, flooding, everything, right? But this is going on for decades. And yes, now a lot of it is becoming more visible. But a lot of it has been in in, uh, like uh, affecting people's lives for a long time. And we've been, like, asleep. And not listening and not watching and not taking into account, not regarding other people and how their lives are affected or that those people on those islands now need new passports and new countries to come into. So we're all going to have to work together on this at the moment and for the future because we can't predict what nature can do. And she is the boss, like, you know, and we have to really respect that and we all need to act together in love and if stuff is going to get more difficult and it will probably like we're going to have to be very accepting and like learn how to communicate and cooperate better because the system we're in isn't working and it's you know people are burnt out they can't work they're tired it's because we're running lives that are fit for machines we're not machines 
you know and I think for me like separating myself from the system has been like the world of discovery but like now like (laughs) obviously as well I do get exhausted like I exhaust myself from work as well but it's work that I love and it's work that I want to do and I know that I have to create because there's so much purpose and reason behind it and if we could all like trying to just take some action we could get really far you know and I really believe in everybody that we can all do it because I know at the heart of everybody like we all want what's best for us and the planet and yeah that's like my big spiel (laughs) that's my big spiel but it's basically you know the corals like behind the big trip that I made in 2018 was due to the coral reef structures I couldn't believe the bleaching Uh, it devastated me I cried I cried and I just when I was in Australia I just couldn't believe it like I was I had flown all the way there well you know my family are there as well to visit them but I also had flown all the way to Queensland to go to the Great Barrier and I couldn't believe it I was like what like what is going on and it saddened me but you know I choose not to live in despair I choose to do something we can all do something and we all have the courage within us to do something so if you are sitting there or listening in and you're like at your job or you're on your way to work or whatever you're doing like please know that there are options and you have it within you to make proactive choices and and take action you know because we all want what's best and I know that like every step that I take you know I'm constantly thinking like is this bettering my life and the life for the planet and we should all be thinking about this not just for the individual you know and yeah like it's a lot of the reason why I chose to do the podcast was I wanted to share with the public um, about what I've seen and the knowledge that I have because it's just um it wouldn't be right to just hold it to myself, you know. Um, but yeah, I really hope that you are getting something from this and that you can spread the message as well, you know. Um, it's really important and like more things are probably going to come out in the news about what's happening around the planet. Um, but please also be aware that, you know, I know there are devastations happening that also there are amazing beautiful things happening as well like there's a lot of work being done globally like say for example the coral reef systems although there are bleaching happening year on year like there are also like people building um like there's a big institute being built in australia to enhance and protect coral so they're growing it indoors there's another place out in um, polynesia they're actually building reef systems by hand um at the base of the seafloor divers so and then they're ex you know they're transplanting it back out then which is crazy it's very tedious work but it has to be done to preserve our planet and you know if we if we ruin one ecosystem the whole like we have to realize it's all one system together you know the trees are our lungs you know the ocean is also part of our lungs and it's all working together um so yeah So I guess, like, in short, if I were to give tips, you know, just keep, 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 keep connecting back to nature. Keep getting out into nature. Start observing more and looking more at the species around you, the trees around you, the flowers around you, the petals around you, the leaves, you know, everything, the patterns, the colours, the textures. 
everything is so amazing in nature and you know if we didn't live in the rat race or the crazy 24 7 clock we have decided to endure for our our sins like it's not good for our soul uh, at all you know we miss the beauty and the bliss and it's all around us like I'm, I'm i'm recording now outside and i'm staring here at all the amazing trees around me and they're so beautiful and it's a little bit windy so i hope you can still hear me and then i have the bees next to me here and like this is the way we should be living we should be living surrounded by nature observing it learning to love it and learning to work with it for it you know because it's all one so yeah so that's a tip just get out try and incorporate it into your life more you know like try maybe you'd like to bring a house plant into your room you know and look at it and understand that you know the respiration that's occurring is actually helping you like air like house plants purify the air they can remove toxins all that sort of stuff and even like there's this biophilic design so it's like about having nature in your home or designed in your home and actually it's it's proven to make you happier um just little things like that guys and exercise of course exercise in nature is just phenomenally powerful like this morning it was lashing it was great today's wednesday the uh <laughs> what date are we the 11th i think um and it was lashing and it was green it was dark and when days like this happen there's only one thing i do and i'm like i'm going out to run because those are the days that you need it most that um kick uh of endorphins those natural um painkillers in the body so i went off and i ran 10k this morning all around the beach all around the cliffs the headlands and I just like the first three kilometers, I was like, oh, I feel like oh, I want to give up. Yeah, yeah, I want to give up. Oh, I'm so sore. Oh, my hip is sore. <laughs> Do you know, just moaning, my ego moaning away. And then I was just like, after the three kilometers, I was like, oh, I'm flying it. I am flying. You know, when you get into that high vibe state where you can just take on anything, you can take on the whole day and I can do this podcast and share the love and the message and the planet. And it's just phenomenally powerful exercise. And I would recommend everybody to do it and to do it, especially in nature, because when your eyes are open, the visual cortex, because your eyes are actually part of your brain and when you get that hit, when you have a peripheral vision of like landscapes, it's so powerful. You know, we shouldn't be inside in four walls. That's that's actually not right for our our body to function. As I say, we're nature. We shouldn't be inside four walls. Yeah, for sleeping, that's fine. But all day, every day, no, not good for you. So whatever chance you get, get out, open your eyes, peripheral vision, look at your surroundings. The more vast the landscape, the better. Um, also about the eyes like I was saying they're part of the brain uh, there's a great doctor I follow he's amazing he's a neuroscientist and he was saying Huberman is his name he was saying that um, so the first dose of sunlight you get uh, the cortisol is triggered in the body so um, really great podcast actually and if you get out in the morning the minute the the light is up get out and get the dose of sunlight the natural sunlight do not open the phone like just don't like i have my phone locked for hours in the morning i don't go near it because i can't have that information ingestion first thing because it's a really really important time of the day where your mind is actually very creative and active and actually just gives you lots of great messages <laughs> I find anyway like I can really set a lot of goals and intentions and just get stuff done but um yeah so like 
the sunlight is so important in the morning get out get that dose of natural light and immediately the cortisol is triggered in the body which sets your body up um, the stress hormone basically but it's not a lot it's just kind of to wake you up and stop the um, the hormones for sleep basically so that's really interesting um, and what else um, plant seeds I always say plant seeds and get out in nature you know plant seeds and start off with some lettuce or something easy you know and actually I was going to let you know about something that's been happening um, well besides the bees I must tell you about the bees the bees the bees knees but yesterday actually my dad texted my dad was like go up to the lawn there's thousands of mushrooms oh my god guys I got in my car I drove up I was like wow thousands of field mushrooms so I've made a big box of them so I've loads of mushrooms now to cook so if anybody has any recipes um, send them on um, but I've been yeah cooking them up um, I might do a soup or I've been reading about drying them as well but you know foraging is just oh, it's just the best and it's so relaxing and it's just like pure connection to the earth and you're just like there's so much abundance and this is all this is the way it should be you know shouldn't be going to the shop you know like it's all there in the land if we allow it you know and stop uh, this intensive agriculture and just allow the land to give us you know like the blackberries are coming now it's so exciting to make jams and yeah it's just amazing okay so guys uh about the bees um i've been harvesting the honey as you know so last weekend um i was down in hive mind and i was doing the extraction so i bought my frames down there because i don't have an extractor yet um until i save enough money <laughs> um yeah so uh they are like you know about 500 600 euros so that would you know yeah you'd have to save up for that kind of stuff you know what i mean but anyways luckily uh, i can use the equipment below which is fantastic thank you to hive mind and um yeah i just got so many jars i was so excited but like you know jars from one hive a swarm hive that came in july and i am just blessed with them and thank god i put on the double brood box because it was one single box and then i put on a double brood like a second box on top and that whole thing was full of honey the whole thing capped so got a good plentiful supply but um it is limited <laughs> and i'm quite protective over it so you know because i know how um how much work goes into even one jar of honey it's just phenomenally precious i'm just like do people even know like i'm like you know people are coming for jars at the moment and i'm like please just like appreciate this because the value the work the the laboring like and the bee is just miraculous because the bee should be so honored because she doesn't labor like she labors for others and that is just like nature in its most loving form you know that whole hive that works together in a symphony like a flower it's just oh my god beekeepers if you're listening you know what i mean it's just um i'm in love with it and yeah and of course intentions are always pure and i give my best to the bees that you know i honor them and i i make sure that when I do take the honey that I'm respecting them and their supply for themselves and no greed or nothing like that and just yeah just being so grateful to them you know um yeah 
I hope you get me, guys. But, um, yeah. And I'm still on the veg boxes, so I have other people coming during the week for veg boxes. And I now have green peppers, so I have green peppers added, um, which is great. Loads of tomatoes. Cucumbers are just hanging off the ceilings in the tunnel. They're so funny. Um, and yeah, I, oh, and always um, the patrons, I have put up a little video of the bees with some facts this week. Um, so I hope you'll enjoy that. And I think, as always, education is so important for appreciating nature. So I hope the facts will help you. And um, yeah, guys, if you can support this podcast and help me on my mission, my great mission, um, uh, I would so appreciate um, any sort of support you could give. And it can be whatever you value from the podcast. And um yeah just know that if you are contributing it is going into planetary work um all my work with the bees the hives and at the moment today i'm doing jarring and labeling so all of that is allowing for me to do this conservation work so every contribution matters and counts and just know that it's going somewhere positive and productive and yeah i am wishing you all a beautiful evening or day wherever you are listening in the world um and yeah just open your eyes to a new way of living and be present and just know that whatever chaos is happening in the world there is the calm is coming and it's coming and don't worry about it um because we need to shake it up a little to get the right balance for this beautiful planet that we share and preserve her and protect her and restore her and obviously all of us included. So guys, thanks a million. If you like this episode, please give it a share. And patrons, I'll be chatting to you over on Patreon. Have a wonderful evening, guys. Ciao.